This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network with intern Kirk today. And we are coming at you like a guy that just passed his real estate exam. Kirk, can I sell your house, please? Can I? You we just betcha. Can we just list it now? I want to Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's all I want. Thank you. Thank you. I feel so desperate. I think there's a personality trait about me that you probably know, and it's I like pointing out when people are wrong. And uh, I'll be the first one to admit I was wrong about the NBA Finals. I thought the Phoenix Suns were going to win in five games, possibly six. And now the best they can possibly do is win in seven as this airs tomorrow. The series could be over. They're playing tonight. But uh, what a wild ride. Have you been watching the series? I, was, I watched game five. That was a crazy ending. I watched it at a bar with people, and that was a lot of energy. That was fun. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I thought uh, I thought the Suns were going to run away with it in five games. Obviously, that's not going to be the case uh, in Milwaukee tonight. I don't know if LeBron's going to be there with his bottle of tequila under the chair or not. But Brian riding high on that uh, Space Jam two money. Yeah, absolutely, I got some momentum with that. Did you watch that movie? Please tell I me. I did not. I did not. And you should My kids probably forbid your kids from watching it. And they're going to have to talk in therapy in 15 years about how they couldn't watch it. But you will be right. You'll be on the right side of history. And that one of the things that's a, a story on this is that this game tonight, game six, is going to be the most expensive sporting event in state history. So currently, if you want to get a standing room only ticket to game six, it'll set you about about eleven hundred dollars and courtside seats are going for a little over twenty thousand right now, which is expensive. But we both lived in the Bay Area. You do still. But I remember when the Warriors played Cleveland and it was cheaper to fly first class and sit courtside in Cleveland than it was to buy one courtside ticket to the Warriors game. So while Milwaukee has some expensive tickets, it's still, it's still the minor leagues. They're a mid market team. Yeah, that's uh that's nutty. And I don't think that does include the bottle of uh, alcohol under your no. seat. So um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta throw that in on top of there. Yeah, I guess there's not too much to say about how expensive the tickets are, but it's always kind of interesting to take a look. I remember the Super Bowl this year with a limited capacity, the cheapest ticket was a Toyota Corolla. I think it was like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. So it's kind of hard to justify those things uh, if you're living on a fixed income. Cheaper than a ticket to space, though, with Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah, I saw a thing right now that Omaze, they always advertise on social media, you can buy like raffle tickets and uh, Virgin Galactic is giving away two tickets to space. So who knows what's going to happen that one last thing about the finals. There was someone else that was wrong about MVP. And that was me. I thought there was no possible way on a was going to win MVP. And he is the heavy favorite now to win it. But I guess solely because of the last three games, Milwaukee's won and, if they win the series and Giannis has a good game tonight, he'll win it. But uh, everything flip-flop from these bold declarations that I made, and I feel silly. Yeah, I, I, well, I was with you that hey, he doesn't even play game one. How can he possibly be the MVP? Right. But, uh, and then here's the other thing that uh, the Suns have going against him. Chris Paul is 0-12 when Scott Foster is one of the refs, and he's refing tonight. Oh. Dude does not want a game when Scott Foster's uh, wearing the black and white stripes. I think the guy's got it in for him. So yeah, there's another cool. reason to think the Bucks might be able to pull it off at home. Um, what would, did you see the movie Forget Paris where uh, Billy Crystal is an NBA ref? Jeez, I re- 1993. 
I, I sound like I'm pulling that for 1995. I sound like I'm pulling that from memory. I Googled that really quick. I just remember Billy Crystal being an NBA ref. Wonder how the day, game the game might go differently if Billy Crystal jumped in. Not yeah. a really important comment, but that's what I, my mind went to. That's funny. I uh, I remember him being in a ref uniform, but I thought that was uh, when Harry met Sally. I'm I'm combining two. Oh, yeah. What, what is that? His most famous movie or City Slickers? To me, oh. City Slickers is more famous or more memorable than When Harry Met Sally. But When Harry Met Sally, there's that Meg Ryan scene, which is very memorable that everyone likes to talk about. So I don't know what it is. I got to figure if you're just talking about dudes, it's City Slickers. If you're including all, all humans on the planet, it's got to be When Harry Met Sally. That is my official opinion. All right. Well, we'll have to accept that as fact. Uh, Bucks are favored by five tonight. Uh, 220 is the over-under, uh, the line. Home teams won and covered game one through four. And uh, game five, the Bucks won and didn't cover. What do you think? You like Bucks minus five? You like the? I would bet money on Suns plus five. I think that I think Phoenix, or I think Phoenix is going to win it. I've <laughs> I've been saying that from the beginning of the playoffs. They they still could lose, and I mean the statistics are telling me that's not a good bet. But my gut says Suns plus five is a good bet. I probably wouldn't take Suns plus two, but uh, I think they're going to win it. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that they're going to? pull one out of their hat and force a game seven? Well, I, I hope so. I'd like to see the Suns win. I uh, Going off, and I use this for uh, like the NBA basketball, like looking at a season, how they do against the spread. Because yeah. if, if it's 50-50, that means Vegas is pricing them correctly. Otherwise, they feel like money's coming in heavy on one side or the other. Suns are 42-28 and 28 against the spread this season, which is a, that's a statistical significance. So mm. I think, um, I think the public undervalues the Suns. I think, uh, I, I like, uh, I like bucks money line. I like Suns plus five. There's my the, take it, lock it up, take it to the bank. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can say whatever you want. The bucks had some pretty epic comebacks throughout the entire playoffs and four in a row seems like a tall order at such a high level of basketball. I mean, they won the last three games. And so you could say there's momentum on their side. They're at home. They have everything going their way. But I just can't bet against the Suns. The Suns were also had a hard series against the the Clippers and the Lakers, and, and they ended up pulling through. So, Well, and Scott Foster aside, if, uh, you know, there's probably another couple million bucks to be made if it goes to game seven. So if the fix is in, it definitely is going to go the Suns way tonight. So I guess we'll see tomorrow. NBA wants a game seven. I want a game seven. Everyone wants a game seven. And uh, I'm I'm guessing you don't want action at Suns plus five. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. But maybe uh, maybe send yourself a text to Larry. (laughs) Send Larry a text, see if I can get get some donated money. Well... In a social experiment, the Olympics are having opening ceremonies on Friday, and they have given all of the Olympians in the Olympic Village cardboard beds, and we are told that is to prevent the athletes from engaging in coitus, fornicating, or having sex. So I uh, I read this, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, I mean, they famously, since 1988, have handed out condoms this year, they're handing out 160,000 condoms, which sounds like a lot. But last summer games, they handed out 450,000. Anyway, all this to say, these cardboard beds, all the athletes are posting videos on TikTok of them jumping on them. They're like, it's fine. My favorite comment from any of the athletes is like, 
I see no problem for distance runners. Four of us can do it because they're so, <laughs> so I don't know. I got a kick out of this. I mean, can you stop beautiful horny people from trying to hook up? Uh, if anything could do it, it might be the fear of COVID, but no, I mean, like you said, 450,000 condoms. And then they've got the gall to say like, oh no, no, this is so you can go home and teach your uh, local countries about safe sex. I mean, uh, the spin would be, listen, we got this sustainable way of constructing very sturdy beds like that's something but saying we're trying to discourage hooking up is just absurd to me like also you don't need the bed <laughs> i mean i don't know what what they're trying to do here so uh olympics have had a lot of weird blips and blops in the couple of days leading up to it i'm excited for the opening ceremonies we'll see what happens toyota i think pulled their ads in japan saying we don't agree with this but like I said last time, this is a, a TV show that's trying to recoup the money they invested. So it's happening. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it's going to happen. I, it'll be curious to see what this all looks like as it, as it goes down the uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Red Sox, Yankees in New York. Alex Virgo, the uh, left fielder for the Red Sox, got hit by a baseball coming out of the stands. Apparently, he threw it up to a young fa Red Sox fan, a Yankee fan intervened and uh, hucked it back at him and hit him in the back. There's some uh, pretty good video. He seemed nonplussed. He was very, very, uh, he was very upset. Uh, fan was banned for life. This is, this is just nutty. Like, I feel like everything across the globe is ramping up. The people's tempers are short. People getting fights on airplanes. People throwing stuff at baseball players. I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you make of that? I got in a fight with a bagger today. Punched him right in the nose because he put my chicken on top of my produce. And that's unacceptable. This story is interesting to me. It's got a lot of layers. One of the most interesting things about this story is my mom sent this story to me. She's like, you should talk about this on Sports Best. I said, what? Why are you, <laughs> how are you coming across this? I mean, it's interesting. And the second thing that I thought of, maybe my gambling problem, but I was thinking... If I was this guy that got banned for life, I'm now on a quest to go to every stadium and document the fact that this ban for life did nothing. I've been to many Major League Baseball games. They are not using facial recognition software. Like the only hindrance he has is buying a ticket under his legal name. Like he can go to a game. This is this is completely posturing. I don't know. You can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but. Yeah, I don't know what the security protocols are at uh, Major League Baseball stadiums across the country, but I can't, I can't imagine it would be difficult to sneak in uh, just about anywhere. I mean, how great is that? You just go in. Also, uh, it was raining real hard. Maybe this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. They needed to end the game. They ended up calling the game anyway. New York won due to heavy rain, which is uh, indicated in the video. But um, I'm hoping to see this guy make some appearances and get, get banned twice. I don't know. I think in the same game, and then uh, of course last week, famously in the uh, in the soccer, people showing up with high powered lasers and shooting them in people's eyes. I'm surprised we haven't seen that before now as a really commonplace thing. But it yeah. seems like something that might be starting to gain some traction, and that I mean, that's both dangerous for the players and uh, I don't know. That's a that's a bad bad start thing I to have start that's happening. The most dangerous in baseball, like for a pitcher or a batter to get blinded during the like the release of the baseball like that's going to throw an errant ball or you might not i mean it is dangerous but also i guess the the positive side of it is if you start doing that it doesn't take long to be found i don't think um 
as seen in this New York game, people are quick to narc. They're like, who is it? And they're like, mm, 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 pointing yeah. at him. So uh, maybe there's a little bit of humanity that we can still hold on to. Faithfully. They may have to start putting like fog, uh, like a fog machine. So you can see with a laser going back, right? So if, just in case he pulls it out of his pocket, there'd be like a green line going back to him. They, uh, have, to, they have to hinder the entire gameplay in case someone sneaks a laser pointer in. Totally. The, uh, and then I think it was the uh, Nationals had a, like a shooting right outside the stadium. Yep. Players ran up into the stands and grabbed their families and pulled them down to the dugout. Like yep. uh, the world's coming apart, it seems, Andrew. It is. We got expensive basketball tickets, shootings at games, but we have heartwarming stories on the Sports Best program. Friend of the show, Micah Johnson, who we talked about, he is a former major leaguer. He played for the White Sox. He played for... Uh, the Dodgers and he became an artist and uh, we talked to him about his NFT or he's he was he was the first person I ever heard about NFTs from they weren't even called NFTs when we talked to him it was blockchain art but he has this uh, astronaut called Aku I think that's how he pronounces it anyway he uh, had an auction at Christie's over the weekend and within seven minutes 1,402 editions of his digital artwork sold for $1.4 million. Some other good things that came from it. Uh, the rights to Aku was bought by a Hollywood production company. They're going to make it into a feature film. So just in total, Micah has made $2.4 million, north of $2.4 million on this character, this art. Uh, in other words, he is quadrupled his top MLB contract, which is about five hundred thousand dollars. So, I guess what I'm learning is the uh, the big money is in art today, not baseball. Uh, and digital art at that, like I don't know. Uh, do you think he's keeping this stuff in cryptocurrency, or is he changing it yeah, over to it, some U.S. dollars? I bet you he has stuff in cryptocurrency, but he's seen talking to him twice. He seems like a very smart person and diversification is probably something he's looking into. I don't think he's putting all of it into Doge, but uh, he might be. Maybe do you own any AMC? Do you own any NFTs? I don't. I know Larry really wants to. I need to ask him if he's bought one yet. He's been trying to get one for his new house. I don't think you're one that has one, but you might surprise me. Do you have an NFT? I don't. I have a little crypto, but I do not have an NFT and I have zero plans to buy one. It seems um, maybe I'm just too old. I don't get it. I don't get it. I only get it in the fact that the analogy I can make of a baseball card where I would buy it as an investment to possibly resell later based on the artist's name, because whatever it is, I can get an image of it. I can look at a coup right, a coup right now, but uh, I can't own a digital print, which is an NFT. So yeah, maybe we're both old. We can't wrap our heads around it. So I don't know. Let's talk a little golf. The open uh, closed out this weekend. Uh, my second favorite Colin, Colin Morikawa secures his second major uh, at Royal St. George in Colin England. Quinn? Uh, no, Colin Jost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, second major in uh, just a few years. Of course, he won the PGA Championship here in San Francisco at Harding Park. Fantastic to watch. Did you guys watch any of this? I watched a little bit of it. I think we should also point out he won the Open the first time he went out, and he won the British the first time he went out. It wasn't like this was his eighth try. I think he's 24 years old. 
he's kind of like on the trajectory that Jordan Spieth was on. Spieth won two really young, then won his third a couple of years later, and uh, Colin seems to be doing the same way. But yeah, it was it was crazy. And also, I'm just really proud of me, Colin Ustaz, and being uh, the next Phil. He's a little old to be put him in that category. I think he's like 35, 38, but he choked, and I feel good about that. If I was wrong, I would I'd be the first to point it out. Yeah, I I really like watching that guy play golf. He hits the ball so well, but uh, he is what did I see? He was 12 over the course of his career. There's a 12 stroke differential between him having seven more majors. Like that's an insane oh. stat. Like the guy has come in second, tied second, you know, tied third, like almost every time he goes out there. But here's my real problem with Louis Ustason. And I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. His Wikipedia page says he's 510. Uh-oh. Colin Morikawa says he's 5'9. And you can see by they were of course grouped together in the last group. Every picture, every video of them together. Colin is at least two inches taller than that guy. I am saying that the uh, this is a conspiracy. Louis Eustacen is like five foot, five and a half at the tallest. It's like Joe Rogan being, did you hear about that? Someone sc- sky wrote Joe Rogan is five foot three in Los Angeles. Did you see I, that? I did not, but I love it. Someone paid for that. Go, going back to Morikawa real quick. So I don't know if he's good for golf. Like he's great. He's very lovable. He He's not controversial. He's not knocking his sponsors. Like, is Morikawa better for golf or is DeChambeau better for golf? Whether you like him or not, I think DeChambeau's Q rating is going to be higher. And Colin Morikawa, to me, is more of like a Tim Duncan. Like, he's fundamentally good. He's going to get out there and win, but he's not flashy. I don't know long run how much of a draw he is versus someone that's more controversial. Yeah, that's an interesting comparison. Definitely, I feel like the uh, Rory McIlroy's, the um, Jordan Spieth's, Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Ricky Fowler, like those guys, uh, you know, they, they've got more of a personality uh, yeah. that are, they're, they're more fun to watch uh, than pulling for somebody who's just like a technical artist. I mean, Colin's fantastic, but he's um, yeah, there's not, there's not a lot to write home about watching it. No. So probably for the game. Yeah. Seeing what dumb thing that Bryson DeChambeau does next uh, is going to get more, more clicks and more tune-ins. Yeah. I got one last question for you on the open. And do you think Morikawa won it, or do you think Spieth lost it by missing those two putts on 17 and 18 on Saturday, one of them being a two-foot putt? Yeah, it definitely. I mean, it kept him out of the same group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, looking back, it had been hard for Spieth to, to keep up and uh, stay with Colin, especially after seeing him perform twice like he has. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that sure didn't help. Like, it had been a, it had been a much tougher fight. And, of course, Louis does what he always did, which is fall back. Um, right. This, this was held in Sandwich, England, which makes me want to ask the classic question: Is a taco sandwich? Oh, I think not. I think not. No. It's. I mean, I think you're wrong. All right. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> is uh, melted ice cream still ice cream, or is it just uh, flavored cream? Yeah, is cereal soup? I don't know. The, I don't know the answers to these questions. Oh, so many questions. <laughs> well, breaking news: Adrian Peterson still plays football. In the age of CTP and everything that's going on, the fact that a running back would want to continue playing running back for such a long time is crazy to me. But Peterson has come out and he said, I feel young, I feel good, and I'm ready to play ball. Basically, I think he's trying to surpass Emmett Smith's rushing record, and he's a, one of a handful of 
free agent, big name running backs who are unsigned. I hope he doesn't play anymore for his own sake, but uh, it'd be kind of cool to see him make a run at the record. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think? I don't think I'm drafting him early for my fantasy football team, but I'd like to see him go another season. Uh, do you think there's a chance that with Cam Akers for the, uh, the Rams uh, tore his Achilles, I'm thinking maybe Sean McVay goes and tries to pick up Adrian Peterson, get back with um, uh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, oh maybe. Cause that you know, be like, interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so, and then also he's got to be kicking himself for wondering what would have happened if he didn't get the, the suspension for beating his kid. Like he probably would have passed him at Smith. And so maybe he's, he's uh, putting good money after bad trying to get there because there's only so much you can do as far as your playing days. That is true. What do you think if, if, uh, if Sean McVay likes him and picks him up, do you think that the quarterback running back relationship is more important or like quarterback wide receiver wide receiver for sure. I think, I mean, I think that those guys are hanging out with each other over the summer and just running routes because the anticipation of that makes a much bigger difference. I think the handoff is only slightly more complicated than taking a snap from a center, give them a week and they're going to, they're going to be, I mean, unless you're running the option, which no one really is doing in the NFL. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Which which makes me think, man, if you're Sean McVay, like, no, nah, don't, don't pick him up. Go get go get some young guy and and you know bring him up. But yeah, uh, also I don't know too much about Adrian Peterson's personality, but like you could do one of those um, stripped down bare minimum contracts that Tim Tebow has and be like, you know what, I'll take a chance on you. You might be my third string running back, and maybe you'll produce some yards that'll be helpful in second down situations or something. But yeah, no one, no one's taking taking a huge bet on him. Yeah, maybe put some veteran uh, experience in the locker room, but uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think he's. Don't if think he he's is rushing. that, I don't know if he is that. I haven't really heard either way if he's a leader in the clubhouse. He's got a great last name. I know that. Oh boy, this has been Sports Best. I am going to drive up to Burlingame right now and sign some paperwork to list this house. I'm Andrew for the intern. Thanks for stopping by.